I didn't recognize you. I know. With that hair. I know. Ooh. I like it. You like it? You know that song? Party rockers in the house tonight. You like that guy. How are you, man? At fight height, we have great hair. Yeah, it's yeah. good hair, good hair. So we got the Teofimo Lopez fight, finally, after all the, you know, it's here. Don't jinx it. No. Don't jinx it. I just said to him, three weeks. I said, how long have you been waiting for this fight? He's like, six, seven months, you know, and uh, obviously he's not, uh, we don't represent him, but he's got great, great energy. You know, we just finished a shoot here with his own. He's, uh, he's a character, he has great energy. I, I'm surprised that there hasn't been more focus put on him, to be honest with you, after he beat Lomachenko, because I think you've got a guy there, you know, everyone said that Lomachenko is a pound for pound number one or number two, and he beat him. And I feel like he probably hasn't had the, um, the plaudits that he deserves. Partly down to momentum, do you know what I mean? Because I think, obviously, if he would have been in there, beat Cambosis four or five months ago, it might have been different, but he's got a chance to shine. And uh, Devin Haney fights Jojo Diaz, and then they should fight each other, because I think everyone talks about the fights in the lightweight division, but there's gen genuinely two guys there that, that are ready to sign now for that fight, but they've both got big fights coming up themselves. Eddie, how close were you monitoring the whole situation with Triller, and when did you get in your head... Yeah, we were real shocked to get this fight. We were ready uh, a few months back, you know, and it was just waiting. Like, we don't want to, you know, it had been easy to go in and sort of cause a bit of trouble, but I just wanted to let it take its natural process. I remember the purse bid. I mean, it was unbelievable. You know, we sat there with, with top rank. Um, we made our bid. It was like 600,000, 700,000 more than top rank or whatever. And then they announced the Triller number, and I was just like... And I always had my doubts because it was the wrong number. Do you know what I mean? And obviously when it fell through, we were second in place and it was the perfect time for DAZN to, to bring a fight like that to the platform. And now obviously to add Devin against Jojo the week after as well gives us a brilliant run in to close the year. At which date change did you figure, you know what, we have a real shot? Probably the last one. You know, I mean, we, we were ready um, previously, um, but obviously they gave them one last opportunity to do it and then it didn't work out again. And then, um, like I said, we just, it was just a waiting game from there, really. And obviously with Ryan Garcia pulling out the fight, freed up November 27, which from a live crowd perspective is always a little bit tricky on Thanksgiving, but I believe from an audience perspective and a subscriptions perspective, I think it's a really good date, to be honest. And I think, uh, I think it's going to do great numbers. Eddie, realistically, what's the path to actually making Haney and Lopez happen? Is it got to overpay both guys on his own or is he got to represent no. Devin and take the yes yeah either you know I've already said to Bob I think my conversation with Bob you know I don't know whether it's Tio or whether it's just in general these days where you know he doesn't think that fight is maybe as big as I think that fight is you know because I think it's time to embrace that younger generation of fighters and we keep talking about how great the division is but it's only great if we see fights like that so I said to Bob already, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I said, look, we'll do that fight on ESPN pay-per-view, no problem. You know, we can do that fight on DAZN if you don't want to do it. We can do it on both. Let's just try and make it happen. It's easy just to go, oh, no, no, no. Like, but unless you actually want to do it and you want to make it happen, there's always a way. Um, but Tio does have to beat George Cambosas and Devin does have to beat Jojo Diaz. And I, I believe if we do that, then there's a great chance that fight happens because, like I said, it seems that with Javonta Davis, they'll only fight PBC fighters. Um, 
and with Ryan Garcia. Who, who, who knows? There you go. Uh, who knows with Ryan Garcia? So let's not muck around. But they've got to get through. You know. What's that, Tia? Take Davis the pussy. <laughs> That's how I feel. It's a fake thug. Yeah. Okay. But how do you see that fight playing out, Eddie? Which one? Uh, I, 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 it's the fight, maybe. It's a great fight. You know, it's, uh, I really, I really rate, you know, although I, I represent Devin, who I rate incredibly as well. I think uh, Tio's the guy that's proved above every other lightweight that he's the real deal because he beat Vasily Lomachenko. You know, everybody was having wet dreams about Vasily Lomachenko and he went in and beat him. In fact, when, when Tiafimo beat Richard Comey, I thought it was a terrible move to fight Lomachenko. I thought that was a star performance against Comey. Go out and defend your title. Don't, don't fight this guy yet. You're not, you can't beat this guy. You're not ready for this guy. And he went and beat him. So all the other lightweights, they don't have to win on their resume like he has. So that's why I think Haney Diaz is a brilliant fight because although he beat Linares last time, this is a win to say, no, I'm, I'm actually right up there as well. But he stands he stands at the top because of that win. That, so does he give you the confidence in the young fighters? You just mentioned young, the need to uh, promote the younger fighters. Does Tio's performance against Lomachenko give you that confidence in the younger fighters? Yeah, I, I just think in general, you know, it's about energy. It's about a younger generation. It's about fans dialing in and wanting to be a part of a journey or understanding just energy. And that's what these guys have got, whether it's Tank, whether it's Ryan, whether it's Devin, whether it's Tio, they've got great energy. You know, you've got an older generation of fighters now. You look at guys, it seems like everybody's aged 10 years in the pandemic, right? I feel that way when I think I'm 42 now. Where, the, where did that go? And then you've got like even AJ, 32, you know, like all these guys. And the same with Spence, the same with Crawford. How old's Crawford? 34? 30, you know. we, we, we need to start looking at these guys because these are that generation coming through. But they've got so much more about them. And I feel like they can attract a younger audience to the sport because they've got that, you know, they've got that, that energy, like I said. And I, I think that if they can fight each other, even better. And even Cambosis, that's a good fight. You know, he's not, he's not a mug. He's a big favourite, Lopez, but... Cambosis is, is going to bring a good energy himself. How true is the, the, the zone paper game model? Seeing the fact that the, that's something that you guys do trying to make these fights. The zone paper view is going to be I think that um, it's not um, a model that, pay, that they're looking to switch to. It's more about having the functionality to do it for one-off events. A good example is if uh, T.O. fought Devin on ESPN pay-per-view. The only way that DAZN could share that is if they had a pay-per-view functionality as well. The beauty of DAZN is a much more cost-effective and value-for-money subscription service than a traditional pay-per-view model. Right now in boxing, you guys are seeing one pay-per-view a month at least, right? You just had Fury Wilder, you had Jake Paul, you've got Javonta coming up, you've got Crawford Spence coming up, you've got Canelo against Plant. It's unbelievable. It's $80, $70 per night. And it's almost one year of the zone subscription, you know? And uh, I think that 
all it allows us to do is have the functionality to make certain fights that we couldn't make through the subscription model. So when you look at, you know, all those Canelo fights have all been on the subscription model. So it doesn't mean that we're just looking to do random pay-per-view nights, but there'll be certain opportunities. And in the UK as well, that, that works for Anthony Joshua. You know, it might work for Dillian White against Tyson Fury, but they're one-off fights that just, you have to have the ability, in my opinion, to run that model in certain scenarios. It doesn't mean that's the future. What, what the zone are doing is taking fights really off pay-per-view that have been pay-per-view in the past. And that's the same as in the UK as well. You said Tyson Fury and Dylan White, like, is that 100% official? Yeah. No, we're waiting. I mean, the, the uh, convention's coming up with the WBC, and I believe they're going to uh, order that fight at the convention. Uh, he's been a mandatory for a long, long time. He deserves his shot. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing Dillian White get a shot at the World Heavyweight title. You mentioned the design pay-per-views, and you mentioned the outrageous prices that are here mm. in America. What do you see the uh, price point uh, for these designs? Depends. I mean, if you're sharing, this has always been the problem. You know, you can't have a dual broadcast with ESPN and the zone an ESPN pay-per-view and a zone subscription because the price point's different. So if you're sharing a broadcast, you would have to agree on the same price point. Um, but it's not like... You know, they're sitting there going, right, we need 12 pay-per-views a year. And it's not even saying we need pay-per-views a year. It's just saying we need to have the technology to do it to allow us to bring certain fights to the platform, particularly those shared nights as well. Everyone's in America's mentioning comparing the lightweights to the Hagler, yeah. and back close to home, when you, in the, I guess the uh, mid-90s, you had all the super middleweights, the yeah. college. Yeah. Can you compare that to that a little bit? Yeah, but it's only if they fight each other. And they you know, each other. Yeah, they, well, they did. You know, Collins and Ben and Eubank. But you got Joe Calzaghe never really fought a lot of those guys till the end of his career. Then Carl Froch came in and sort of missed Joe Calzaghe. And I just feel like there's no excuse why these, these guys can't fight each other now. You know, and, and it, it, the whole tank thing with just looking at PBC fighters, I think it's bad for the sport. I really do. You know, he'll fight anyone. But when is he going to fight Tio and Devin and Ryan? if no one's prepared to work with each other. So that's why, really, you know, when we looked at Devin, we didn't want to do a longer-term deal because we didn't want to stop him from getting the opportunities. So basically, didn't want to give, give anybody the excuse as to why not to fight anyone. Um, obviously, this run's been perfect with Tio and Cambosis and then Haney against Diaz, so, and it's on design. They're the night after Devin, so yeah, exactly. they're all lined up. Yeah, and that's another $79 or $670 or whatever it is. For, 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 for Javante Davis against Isaac Cruz. Do you think that's an easy fight for Javante? Or, or Cruz, Cruz is a decent, is a good, strong fighter. But is it, is it a pay-per-view fight? That's what you've got to ask yourself. You know, I mean, um, but Tank is a star. He's a big ticket seller. Um, and he's a very, very good fighter. But imagine Tank against Devin. Or imagine Tank against Tiafima. Huge fight. Oh, these these are these are fights that can make boxing great again. You know. This is and, the you Canelo doing, uh, and, and do you think Saunders will ultimately, or excuse me, well, Plant will ultimately prove a tougher challenge than Saunders on Saturday night? I think that Plant's a very good fighter, but the problem is we just don't know, do we? Like when you look at their resumes, Caleb Plant has never been beaten an elite fighter. And that's no disrespect to... He's beaten some world-class guys, but he's never beaten an elite fighter. Just look at the resume over the last, I don't know, three or four years. It's, it's, you can't, it's not even comparable. So it might be a demolition and a mismatch. But if Caleb Plant 
has the ability to be an elite level fighter, but you don't know because he's never boxed anyone at that level. But I do rate him. I think he's technically very good. I think he has a good mind. But there's, you know, there's, there's he's such a different level to where he's been before. And he may freeze. He may be out of his depth, or he may have the ability to compete. You know, the consensus seems to be he can get off to a good start, but ultimately get stopped late in the fight. The, the, the tough thing about Canelo is his confidence and his ability to just bide his time. You know, against Billy Joe Saunders, he was winning the fight, but it was quite, you know, it was getting quite interesting. And then, like that, the fight turns. And against Kovalev, the same thing. I think he was behind on the cards against Kovalev. Just take my time, I know it'll come. I've never met a fighter like him who is so confident. Like, you know, I was with him last night just playing poker in his room, you know, and he was like, I said, you could t- tell him it was a tough fight, and he'd almost just smirk. It's like a. It's, it's, a, it's a nice arrogance because he's humble yet he has that much belief in himself he just he can't in his mind he cannot be beaten and that's a very dangerous when you're as good as he is and you have that mindset it's a very dangerous combination I know you like the people fight Eddie yeah. but is Benavidez the toughest fight out there for Canelo good fight I mean look there's there's the Bivol fight there's the Charlo fight there's a uh, Gennady Golovkin free, you know, for the undisputed, what would be. Um, there's loads of different options. And I think he's just enjoying the process of after every fight, going, okay, what should I do now? Because, you know, you can change your mind. What if you do a long-term deal, sometimes you get to a point where you think, actually, I don't like the direction this is going in. All he's focused on is Caleb Plant, and then next week he'll sit down and say, okay, what are my options? And they'll all be presented to him by us, by PBC or whoever, and he'll just look at them and go, yeah, that one next. And then on he goes. So it's a really unique situation. Do you think he appreciates that your relationship didn't sour just because he didn't want his, you know, his very right. next fight? Yeah, I mean, look, I know how much the Undisputed meant to him, and I knew we'd been, once you know, we'd done the Callum Smith fight and the Billy Joe Saunders fight, really our options for this fight were Dimitri Bivol. And I knew what the Undisputed meant to him. And I'm not, like, at the end of the day, I'm here as a friend, you know, or, you know, he asked me to come out, not promoting the fight, but I think he's an, I, well, yeah, I think he's an amazing guy, and I, I, I really want to see him win, because I've over the, worked with him for a year, become, you know, reasonably close to him, very fond of him, and I just think he's a great competitor, a great fighter, so um, whether we work together on, when me promoting a show in the future depends what I can deliver to the table financially and also in terms of opponents. Um, Eddie, uh, yesterday Canelo said that he likes the idea of fighting with Artur Vendorbiev and he doesn't with think... With what? With Artur Vendorbiev, once he's a champion, he doesn't think it's crazy, what do you think? I think it's a tremendous fight. It's a very dangerous fight. You know, I think that if he can get undisputed at 168, I think he should go to 175 and try and be undisputed. Because he's totally outside, that's the only way he's going to get beat is to move outside of his weight class, right? So, Bivol is a very tough fight, Better Biev is at war, Joe Smith is a good fight as well in New York. So, you know, if he if he wins on Saturday, which I believe he will, he'll make history as the undisputed champion. Imagine going up and doing that at light heavyweight as well. It'd be incredible. But Better Biev against Canelo is one you just watch through your fingers, you know, because it's a very explosive fight. Your thoughts, Eddie, that 